Hey, everybody, welcome back to Shatzer Says. This is episode six of season three. And my episode today is going to be called McBeast, Santa Claus is Running to Town. Uh, I know it sounds like an action movie title because I think this guy is an action star in my book. I mean, I've known my my next guest. I've known Tim McBride, oh, I'm about 25, 26 years, honestly. So, Tim, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, dude, it's awesome to see you, man. I mean, we were just saying, I mean, we've known each other for a long time, although we haven't really, like, kept up with each other. I remember you, dude, when I was a 25-year-old punk teacher at Monroe High School, and... I'd see this like, I don't know, mid thirties guy over there in the corner just writing in a notebook. And I was like, who is this guy, man? Do you remember those days? Those were the good old days. <laughs> I mean, I was a, I was a single teacher living in a strange place. I was from Pennsylvania and I always see this dude. I'm like, is he taking notes on these meetings? But I found out you were writing a novel, correct? That's that I was trying. I always wanted to be a writer when I grew up. <laughs> I mean, we both work in public schools, and I still work in teaching. I'm sure. Are you still in public education in some capacity? I've actually retired four years ago this month. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Well, I'm still cracking the whip in public schools, so, you know. But, dude, I mean, you've done so much neat things in your life. I mean, like I said, we've, I've known each other since, I don't know, 25 years ago. And then I remember you were writing the book. So did the book ever get published, or you, is it still a work in progress? Now, it's just sitting on my shelf. It was something for me to do. I've got, I've got it, and I've got a, a notebook of short stories. I got a notebook of poetry, and they'll probably sit on my shelf till I die, and then the kids will throw them away. No, I hope not. Let's let's get those things published, man. I mean, that's, I would be. You know what? Why not? Because I remember you working on it, and, if, and I hope my memory is correct, Tim. But I remember the book was about something about Alaska. It was like, was it called like North to Alaska or Return to something? Was it along it was, those lines? I, I called it Alaska Odyssey because okay. I had a dream to always go to Alaska. When I was about eight years old, I was watching Kurt Gowdy on the American Sportsman. Had Daryl LaMonica as the quarterback, <laughs> or the Oakland Raiders, the Mad Bomber. He was the guest, and they were hunting Kodiak bear in Alaska. I saw that and I said, man, I'm going one day. Well, you know, working for the school system, uh, I wasn't ever going. But I'm, I did make the dream of the trip come true. My very first marathon in 2011 was the Mayor's Marathon in Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. And thank goodness I didn't see no bears. <laughs> well, you know, we watched that show Life Below life below zero about the people living in Alaska. And I'm just, I don't know how, I could never do that. That's just not me. That's not Mike Schatzer. But, you know, we watch that show a lot. My sons and I, my wife sometimes with us. And, you know, Alaska to me is just like such a, a forbidden wonderland in my eyes. I don't know. I don't know if I can make it out there. I don't think I can make it in the winter. <laughs> you know, it's dark too long. When I was out there running the marathon, I had like an hour and a half of darkness a day. Oh. And so I ate supper at 11 o'clock when I flew in the first day, sitting on the patio of a restaurant with sunglasses on 11 p.m. <laughs> so uh, I can awesome. take that part of it. Yeah, right. But I, I agree, the, the winters are tough. So your first marathon, so, I mean, that's one of my first things I wanna talk about is this running streak. How many days now is your streak active of you running? Today is day 3,750. Wow. 
So that's almost what over ten years. Is that yeah, correct? About ten years, three months. Uh, not not bad for a social so teachers doing the uh, the math in my head real quick, but uh, dude, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, so your first marathon. How many marathons? Well, before that, so how how much mileage do you think you've ran in that three thousand day streak? Uh. Probably 13, 14,000 miles. It's wow. a little over, I average a little over three miles a day. Wow. So I got a lot of one mile days, and then I got some days that are a little bit longer. Right. You know, so, so what's what's your minimum? So you have to run at least a mile a day for it to count? You have to, you have to run at least one mile. I found out about this group. My brother-in-law was going through some chemo treatments. And uh, I just seen this group called the International Streak Association. <laughs> Looked it up and... I thought, hey, these guys are crazy. And uh, there's there's a couple of people streaks of over 50 years. Wow. But um, I thought he, he was sitting, I would go sit, I was still working at the high school when he was going his chemo and I would go spend my lunch break with him. And one day it was gorgeous like it is here today. And uh, he was looking outside and he says, man, I'd like to be outside today. And then he looked up at the drip bags and he says, Heck, I don't care if it was thundering and lightning, I'd rather be outside. And a little light bulb went off in my head. I thought, hey, I'm gonna run every day for a year. And uh, my my motto became a cancer patient, can't take a day off, so neather will I. Wow. And uh, like I said, I was gonna do it one year. I thought, hey, if I can make it a year, it'll be worth it. And I honestly think I'd hate myself if I took a day off now. So that's why the streak, you know, that year ended and I got up and ran the next day. <laughs> so, I hear you. I mean, that, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, were you a runner like in high school? Did you run track or anything like that? I mean, I know you're from, you're from the coast, correct? The coastal area. Yeah, I'm, I'm from the coast of North Carolina, a little place called Moorhead City. Beautiful down uh, there. Beautiful. I, uh, you can't tell it now by the size of me, but I was actually an option quarterback, a point guard in basketball, and I was a miler and two miler in track. Huh. And then I went to college and met my now wife, and she's an excellent cook. And man, I put on so much weight, I could have been an offensive lineman. <laughs> and uh, I'm still a little heavy. I, I have the but, Tim. I have the same dilemma. My wife's a phenomenal cook as well. If you listen to any of my podcasts, I've mentioned it a thousand times. You know, I have the same problem. I have a, I, but I don't have the, I don't have the running streak like you. I don't have the want to like you do on the running part. So maybe that's what I need to start doing. I don't know. Well, well kids will see me running and they'll say, "Hey, are you Santa Claus?" <laughs> and I'll say, "Yeah, this is how I work off the milk and cookies." <laughs> well, you know, you, you're a great segue, man. Because I was going to talk about that next, but before we get to your Santa Claus talk. How many marathons have you run? Uh, since 2011, I've done 13 fulls. I think I'm at 34 halves and 350 milers. Wow. See, I, I have a friend of mine from high school, Andy Mason, who's a who's a runner, who was a great runner in high school, still runs. His son runs as well. He did one of those 100 milers, I think. And I was like, that's just crazy that someone could run that many miles. So, well, you you know that's just amazing that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna try next week, <laughs> next week. Uh, i start a race on next friday called the country mile start friday at 6 p.m and you see how far you can cover by sunday at 6 p.m 48 uh, 48 hours wow and I'm, I'm gonna see if i can hit the 100 mile mark 
Oh man, that's Tim. That's that's amazing. How old are you, Tim? Can I ask that? How old are you? I'll be 65 this year. Wow. See, I'm, I just turned 50. So you know what? There's hope for me. Maybe if I could get some want to inside of me, I could do the streak like you. I mean, that's just amazing. So a hundred miler. That's just uh, you know, and you're doing a lot, and all you're running is towards charity. There's no you know, everything that you do running wise is based on charity. And you're doing a big contest. You know, the Duke Carolina game, you know, is Saturday. It's, it's now Friday. So tomorrow evening is the Duke Carolina game. Tell me about this challenge you're doing right now. Well, I had people making donations to my fundraiser. My fundraiser for this race is going to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And um, my fundraising page is teammcbeast.com. People make donations. They either put Duke or Carolina, and whoever, whichever school raises the most money, I'll wear that shirt in the race. <laughs> and uh, right now, Duke kind of sucks. They don't like hitting the hip injury. The, Carol <laughs> the Carolina folks are coming through. I actually told NC State if I had any fans, if if they wanted in on the action, they could. I mean, I've actually worn a state shirt. <laughs> in a previous race and ran in a wolf head. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're a Carolina guy. You went to Carolina, you met your wife, your yep. lovely wife from Carolina, correct? So, you know, that's right. we know we were, I mean, I remember just when I moved down to North Carolina in 1995, 96, I met you at the high school. You were always just kind of kept to yourself, but you were always very friendly and polite, you know, I mean, but you always were just, you know, I'm here, this young punk, you're a, a veteran educator in the system, you know? So I remember you were a Carolina guy through and through. So are you pulling for Carolina tomorrow night? Is that, is that what you're saying? Or are you going to pull for Duke? I'm not going to pull for Duke. Uh, I would probably uh, be a, a arrested or something if I, if I hoot and holler for Duke any. <laughs> I do have some Duke friends. A few, not many. <laughs> well, I remember Doug Jones was a Duke fan, I believe, and so is Mike Harvey. So, well, and Mike Harvey, he, he, you know, he, he can't help it. <laughs> so, back to what we were talking about before. So, when did you start growing the beard? Like, your your beard streak is, is your beard streak as long as your run streak? No, not quite. It's a little over. It's about eight and a half years now. I, uh, I used to grow either a beard or a goatee or whatever each winter. And as soon as warm weather would hit, I'd shave. And I'd always say I'm gonna keep it, but I never would. My wife hates it anyway. <laughs> and um, so one year on Christmas Eve, I, I coached baseball a few years at Monroe High and some of the kids I coached their grandmothers were in some local nursing homes. And I thought, hey, I'm going to run by these nursing homes and I'll take some candy or a little something to these kids, uh, grandmothers. And uh, my wife, and it was typical North Carolina December weather. I had on shorts and a T-shirt. And uh, my wife said, hey, put a Santa hat on. Well, I had a goatee. And I'm talking about short goatee. And uh, I went in the first nursing home. This lady says, hey, here comes Santa. <laughs> well, I thought Santa was coming in behind me. So I get out of the way and I'm the only person in the hall. So the next year I grew a beard and real short. And this little fella did the same uh, nursing home run. The guy comes in and says, hey, you be an okay Santa, but you need to let that beard grow. <laughs> so I went home, told my wife, I said, hey, I'm not shaving for a year. 
and she talked some about divorce and some other stuff but <laughs> like i said she didn't like it and then my son nolan was getting married that year he said you can't come to the wedding looking like duck dynasty <laughs> so i waited to july 2013 he got married I started growing the beard, and that year when I was running on Christmas Eve, I had cars stopping and saying, hey, can we take a picture with Santa? And I mean, I got shorts and a t-shirt on. And then a lady called me and said, hey, I need a Santa for a photo session. And how much do you charge? I said, well, first of all, I didn't know I was Santa. Second of all, I don't know what to charge. I said, how about this? Why don't you make a donation to the Leukemia Lymphoma Society for me? And that's how it all got started, Santa for charity. Uh, I'm booked now from October, November, and December as Santa on weekends. December, I don't get any days off. That's odd. Well, I mean, you know, this is the second year that I've grown a beard. I guess I grew the first one in COVID. And I started it at Halloween. And I cut it off at Easter, and I did that last year. And this year, same process. I'm probably going to cut it off because I'm outside so much in the summertime, Tim. That if I keep a, a mustache and a beard, my face will look two-toned. My face will be tan, <laughs> and my beard area will be white. So I'm going to cut it off. I can't grow the beard like you. I, I can't get the sides. You know, I'm still kind of you know down here uh, loose and stuff. So, but it looks it looks sharp. But I, I love the beard. So since 2013, you've grown your beard. Now, is it naturally that white, or is it you know? I mean, that's amazing. Nah. The color white is amazing. You probably remember my two boys. This is naturally white. Wow. That this they made this gray. Well, I remember, <laughs> you know, I remember Bo and Nolan were little guys back in the mid-90s when we were all working together at Monroe High School. Let me tell you what, Tim, some of my best memories of teaching. I met my wife when I was still at Monroe High School. Uh, she was actually living in like up by the university and we'd meet at Monroe and I had great memories of, of all those people working at Monroe High School. And you know, I remember your sons were young guys. They're, you're a grandpa now, correct? I have two granddaughters. <laughs> well, I'm sure that adds to the whiteness of the beard too, chasing those two young granddaughters around. I'll tell you what. Now we, we just, we just play Barbie doll. <laughs> Debbie, my, Debbie laughs at me. She goes, that's something you never had to do with them boys growing up, play Barbies. That's right. So, so when I when we keep them down, we say Papa Mac, let's play, and I'm <laughs> jump right in there. That's right. So you ran. A, what's your best finish in a marathon? Like, do you when you go to a marathon? I mean, I know you're a competitor. I I, I get that, but like, do you say, hey, I could finish in the top five in the Masters division in this marathon if I really Oh heck no! I'm lucky if I finish. Uh, my, I'm not very fast, and I'm getting slower as the day goes by. I think that's why I'm starting to do longer races because you can take a nap during them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my fastest marathon's five hours. Uh, my fastest half was two hours and I think 37 seconds. And I got so mad because I thought, hey, if I knew I'd been that close to breaking two hours, I might have uh, picked up the pace or something. <laughs> What's your favorite location of a marathon that you've run? Oh, guys, hard. I mean, Alaska with its beauty. Um, the Marine Corps Marathon, that's uh, that still sends chills down my spine, running with the Marines and uh, uh, just the uh, scenery in Washington, D.C., uh, New Orleans, I've done that one. The food, I mean, I probably gained 10 pounds during that weekend because <laughs> I love Cajun cooking. 
<laughs> I've done Disney a couple times. I've done San Diego. I've done Cincinnati was probably my least favorite. Oh, Man, that's too bad. It had, a, it had a climb that started at mile six and ended at mile nine. And uh, that's the only part of the marathon I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I love the Grader's ice cream afterwards. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I I ran one in Raleigh. Wasn't too fine of it, but it was mainly because they weren't properly set up. I've done Savannah. It was a little too humid. Oh. You know, so. Well, I can see the Cincinnati one I can get because my wife's from Cincinnati and there's a lot of high hills that, you know, seven hills of Cincinnati. So I can, I know what you're talking about. You probably went up to like Mount Adams. It's probably a, it is a brutal climb. I agree. Yes. Hey, there, there, there was a, a nursing home on that climb and they had all the patients, residents, whatever you want to call them, sitting outside holding up signs. Oh, wow. And the signs were like, this is the worst parade ever. And I can run faster than you. And hurry up. It's bingo night. I mean, it was great. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. Well, I, I love the city of Cincinnati. Um, you know, we're in Louisville, so we're only about, you know, an hour and 15 minutes away. So, you know, we go up there quite often. You know, Amy has family that lives up in that Cincinnati area. So we, we go up there a lot. So, you know, I'd love to see you come down here and, and run in a Louisville marathon at some point in time. We can set something up. I think that'd be awesome. You know, whatever I can do to facilitate that, Tim, that's all you have to ask, you know, let me know. Um, what, time, what time of the year is it? It's, it's, I, I think, I think it's in late summer, early fall is a little marathon. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, that would be awesome. Bring your talents to the, uh, to the, to the Kentucky uh, bluegrass state. So, uh, so, you know, you've grown the beard out. It's, it's perfectly white. I mean, you do different dye jobs for the different races. I know purple for this um for is it lymphoma leukemia lymphoma is purple is that correct yeah their color is purple and also the isabella santos foundation which is a pediatric cancer group i run for their color is purple right so i mean so you color your beard for the different types of uh you know fundraisers so this week if you the duke the duke carolina challenge in the in the 50 miler or the the old country mile what color will the beard beer for that race Oh, I'm not sure it'd be colored. I might think I might try something. I hadn't decided yet. I did run the Tar Heel 10 miler one year and it was Carolina blue. That's awesome. <laughs> Does that dye come out pretty easy or is it really dye? Or is it, it just it's, like a it's a washable it's a washable dye. Matter of fact, I was working for Mike Harvey the first time I ever did it. We didn't know how much to put in and it came out. I'm talking about deep purple. And uh when I got through with the race, I thought, hey, this stuff's not gonna come out. So I sent him a picture and I said, I might have to show up to work next week like this. <laughs> and, uh, but it came right, red doesn't come out. Huh. And I, I, I've done a variety of colors for different causes. Red leaves a little pink tint for about a week, but everything else washes out immediately. Okay. Well, I mean, if you could tie in a, a red event and then October keep it pink for breast cancer awareness, you know, maybe something uh, like that. I mean, that's, you know. Oh, I've, I've done pink. I even did the hair and eyebrows here in pink for that. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I love it, man. The, the spirit of that, of, of your attitude and the beard and the different colors. So, but you're really starting to get known lately, though, like you said, Santa Claus. And your wife, Debbie, you know, she's involved with the, with the uh, Santa Claus uh, activities as well, correct? When she can. Yep. She's Mrs. Claus. That's awesome. Uh, so how many times have you she appeared, keeps, do you she think? Keeps me away, she keeps me away from the cookies. 
<laughs> How many appearances do you think you've made at Santa Claus? Thousand? Well, I don't know. Um, I've never really kept count. Uh, like I said, the first year I did it that one time for a photographer, and when she posted some pictures online, people started contacting her and said, hey, how can we get in touch with your Santa? <laughs> and uh, so then the next year picked up a little bit more, and the next year, I've been doing it about eight years now, and uh, I mean, I'm already booked for 2022. Wow. And so I start, well, actually do a couple of uh, Christmas and July events for uh, the Children's Hospital in Charlotte. And then I'll get cranked up on the weekends in October, do a lot of stuff at the beach. And then uh, November, every weekend, we'll pick up a couple of days during the week. And then, like I said, December, it's every day. And sometimes it's four and five events a day. Wow. Well, so, I mean, you're spreading the Christmas cheer. I mean, I remember when we lived in Concord, the Santa Claus at that uh, Laurel Park where we used to live used to hire. He used to show up in a red El Camino, like a sled, and it was so awesome. I'm like, that's a badass Santa Claus. This is back in like, I'm gonna say 2007, 2008, 2009, in that area. He always showed up in a red El Camino with a Santa Claus suit, and it, it was awesome. I was like, what, what a gig. I mean, that, it takes a special person to do that, Tim. I'm telling you, you do you do a lot of work that people don't realize. I mean, but you really don't consider it work though, correct? 95% of the time, it's the greatest job in the world. Right. I mean, you know, kids smiling and, I mean, you know, you just see their eyes light up. And I say 95% because because I do a lot with cancer charities. Occasionally get deal with some families with the kids with cancer and a sibling might say, can you make my brother or sister better? Right. And I mean, that just rips a hole in your heart. And occasionally I get a kid ask me if I can make their parents fall back in love. Right. That's tough. And I say, hey, would you rather have a unicorn? And, uh, but uh, most of the time, it, and, and like I said, Debbie hated the beard originally. And I, I joked that I slept with one eye open for the first two years because <laughs> I was afraid she'd cut it. And, uh, but she, uh, once she saw how kids reacted and then we started getting her involved, I mean, gosh, like I said, it's, it's amazing. And I must look fat because, I mean, people year-round, little kids will ask me, are you Santa Claus? <laughs> and uh, one, one time in, I think it was August, I was running on the beach with no shirt. I saw this little kid probably about 100 yards ahead digging in the sand and kept looking at me, so I stopped right when I got there. I said, I'm checking on boys and girls to make sure they're behaving. And she screamed in a high-pitched little girl's voice to her mom, I told you it was Santa. And so we took pictures. There I am, no shirt on, just wear running shorts. And then when we left, I said, Debbie, do I really look that fat that she thinks I'm Santa in August? And now when I eat cookies, I, I grabbed some cookies the other day, and Debbie said, what are you doing, working on your Santa belly? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome you know, i remember one time the boys and i and amy we were traveling to ohio and we stopped somewhere at a cracker barrel it was up towards like mount airy and it was the gentleman had this long white beard looked just like santa claus and the boys saw him and they were just like oh my gosh i'm like and he looked at them and he touched his nose and he smiled at him and then he, and he paid his bill and went out and the boys were like that was santa claus i'm like you're damn right it was you're exactly right it was santa claus so you know <laughs> uh, it's it's great what you're doing for so many kids i mean um 
it's just the, the work, like you said, the whole month of December is dedicated to other people. That's, you know, very unselfish of yourself and your wife now that you guys are involved. Um, do you have any like out of season appearances? Like do people want you to show up to the beach in like July and do like a photo shoot of Santa on a surfboard, anything like that? Well, that's usually what we do in October. We work with a couple of different photographers at Riceville Beach, Curry Beach. Um, and we're open. If somebody says, hey, will you come down here? We'll work it out. We'll work it out any time of the year. Uh, I actually started a race dressed as Santa in Youngstown, Ohio a couple of years ago. I, I did the kids fun run at dressed as Santa and then I ran the half the next day in what I call my summer Santa suit, you know, with shorts and stuff. <laughs> and so uh, I'm not I'm not against traveling at all, especially if Debbie can work her schedule out and we can go together. That'd be awesome. Yes, yeah, so well, you got to have her there for your support. I mean, there's there's so many different events. I mean, what's your goal? Like, you look at the counter and say, I want to do six marathons this year. Like, do you set a kind of a a running schedule or do you like just kind of if someone says hey tim come out here and do the the phoenix marathon i mean how does it work for you like that lately it's just lately it's been i'll just see an advertisement and i say hey that looks like a pretty fun place to go run <laughs> and uh uh before the pandemic i ran the blue ridge relay with uh it's a 12 person team 209 mile relay race through the blue ridge mountains Wow. I did that a couple of years. Um, done some 24 hour races and it's just, hey, let's do this. And I'll say, okay. That's why this country mile came up. And I thought, I, I knew some people that did it last year. And I said, hey, I might try to do that next year. So, like, how do these races work then? So, I mean, I'm not a runner by any means, but so it's a 24 hour race. Can you run for like 50? You have to run a certain number of hours, or like, how does it work? No. If it's a timed race, like say six hours, 12, 24, 48, you run as much as you want to. You can run, walk, sleep. You do a lot of eating uh, because, I mean, you have to. Your body's just going to run out of fuel. Right. And, um, that's that's another reason why I like those races, because uh, I don't mind eating. <laughs> and, um, it uh, I've seen people go hardcore for 24 hours, no rest. You know, really pushing their bodies to somebody like me that I'm just trying to enjoy the experience. Right. And then I see people go out there and run for a couple hours, and that's all they do. You know. Uh, well, I mean totally that's. True. It's all for a good cause, I'm sure. I mean, doing these races, I mean, like I said, my friend Andy Mason, who ran cross country in high school, you know, I'm from Chambersburg, PA, and they had a great cross country program, both men's and women's. So a lot of my friends from high school who are my age, 50, that still run, you know, like I said, I think Andy has ran the uh, marathon in DC before. I follow him on Facebook and his son runs now too. So, I mean, once people get that, you know, that's their thing running. I mean, that's an everyday activity for you. I mean, you, you build it into your, like, when, when's the best time to run for you, Tim? Mornings, afternoons, nighttime? I like late afternoon or uh, early evening. Occasionally, I'll run in the mornings. I'm not a big fan of it, uh, mainly because I don't want to get up in the morning. <laughs> and uh, uh, occasionally, I'll run on during my lunch break. Even though I'm retired, I work a couple jobs now. I probably work more hours now than I did before. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'll run on my lunch break, you know, so. 
happens. But usually I'm running about five or six o'clock in the afternoon. I got you. All right. Well, make sure everyone, if, you, if you're in North Carolina, in the, now do you still live in Monroe? Still live in Monroe. So if you're in Monroe area and you see Santa Claus running down, you know, running to town, that's that's the systemic ride. So how much beard maintenance do you have to do? Like, do you have a special person that does your beard maintenance? Does, does Debbie do it? I mean, how, how does that work? I, uh, I get it trimmed twice a year, whether I need to or not, because Debbie fusses at me. And uh, I occasionally put some beard oil in it, just wash it like I do my hair. And, right. You know, like I said, I, I decorate it for the races. I've done just colors. I've done braids. <laughs> when I did New Orleans, I had purple, green, and gold beads for Mardi Gras. <laughs> and uh, when I did the Marine Corps Marathon, it was an American flag. Um, so it's a, it's nothing. I mean, occasionally trim the mustache. And like I said, I, I, I got a lady that cuts my hair and, uh, beard twice a year. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I get, I got all these gray hairs in my beard that get, are, are very wiry. So Amy bought me beard oil. So I've used that myself, but like I said, come Easter time, this beard will be gone and it'll be back next year. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I've kind of enjoyed growing it. I have kind of a civil war feel to it because it's kind of fancy over here on the edges. But I just, like I said, I can't grow it like you. I mean, that's, that takes a lot of practice right there. A lot of maintenance of that beard, I think, but it looks great. I mean, as always, you if, know, if you see what, if you see what Santa's can make, uh, you'll keep that beard. <laughs> I hear you. I, I probably, I probably raise twelve to fifteen thousand dollars a year as Santa for the charities, and wow. so, uh, and I'm not a full-time Santa by any means. So, I know some of those other guys make some pretty good money. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, hey, it takes all kinds, Tim. I mean, but like you said, you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it because you're giving of yourself and your wife. I mean, you were the 2017 Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Man of the Year. I mean, is that a title that you get all the time? Or is that, was well, that you know? I, I wasn't the man of the year. I ran for man of the year. Oh, okay. And that was a 10-week campaign. How much money can you raise in 10 weeks? And... Um, I finished, I, I forgot, I, out of 12, I think I finished in the top five or something. Uh, I raised about $75,000 in that 10-week period. Wow. Uh, the, guy that, the guy that won it that year uh, had somebody donate a Roush uh, limited edition Mustang, and he sold $100 raffle tickets. Wow. He raised, uh, I think, uh, about five or six hundred thousand dollars wow <laughs> but you know running for those competitions the cool part about it is it doesn't matter if you get second place because the more money you raise cancer is the one that loses so i i, I agree wholeheartedly i mean you know seventy five thousand dollars and you finished you, what you say a second and i mean that, that means no, like someone, top five or top five place. so that means there was four other dudes that really did a great job fundraising and you know, then that's that's great, a great victory for for the battle against cancer. Different charities. I mean, just I'm just amazed. That's your story is so heartwarming. The great things you do. I mean, so what's next for for Tim McBride? I mean, you say you're retired, but you're working more hours than than before when you work for a living. So what's next? You know, I don't know. I, Debbie hopefully will retire at the end of this year. I like to do some traveling and travel and do races at the same time. Right. And uh, one day I'd like to think about doing a marathon or at least a half marathon in every state. Uh, 
Who knows? I got you. I mean, well, that's, I, I, mean I, I hear you. Well, I hope people that listen to this get in touch with you. So your your website again is teammcbeast.com. Dot com. So teammcbeast, mcbeast.com. And get on the website, all kinds of information about Tim. You can contact him. Can they contact you about getting on like a Santa Claus appearance on that website? No, uh, they can send a email to Santa McBeast at yahoo.com. <laughs> Santa McBeast at yahoo.com. That's awesome. I remember, you know, we had Eddie the Elf, you know, we used to have the Elf on the shelf and Eddie the Elf had his own Yahoo account that we would send emails back and forth and he would send it to us and we'd let the boys read them. And that, that, that helped us with that. So the santamcbeast.com or at yahoo.com, that, that might help somebody out here in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I send Christmas cards with my picture. Like people contact me and say, hey, will you, will you send a card to my son or daughter? They're four years old. They'll tell me a little bit about them. And I've got some cards made with my picture of Santa and I, I write them a card like it's coming straight from Santa. Right. And so that's all done through there. The teammcbeast.com website, that's just set up for fundraising. I gotcha. And so when I go from one charity to the next, I got a good friend that just changes the link. And so I can keep the same site. I got you. So anytime they want, I mean, so someone might listen to this podcast in August and say, well, all right. So all these, th- the Carolina Duke challenge is over. What can I do this month? And they get on teammcbeast.com and they can find it at what, what you're running for next. Correct. Right. I'm, I'm basically fundraised year round. I just finished up uh end of March for the go gene go foundation, which is a breast cancer group in Charlotte. April 1st, I started leukemia lymphoma society i'll do it for this 10-week campaign i'm helping a friend then uh i don't know one year i did the 24 hours of booty which raises money for a bunch of different charities and then usually around santa time i kick it over to the isabella santos foundation which is pediatric cancer I just feel like Santa should be raising money for kids. So. I got uh, that's I, I love it. I love it. Now, does Santa ride a bike at all? Do you ever do anything with a bicycle or you're just straight running? Straight running. I, although a friend of mine that owns a running store and bicycle store in uh, Albemarle just posted today his bikes are 30% off. I might have to go buy me one. I hear you. <laughs> Santa on a bike, Santa on the run. I mean, you know, next thing you know, next thing you know, Tim, you'll be doing uh, triathlons and things like that. And those, I mean, that's right there. People train for those triathlons that are just amazing athletes. I mean, it's just, it just, that's that's got to be tough. I've had people ask me, would Santa ever do one? I said, well, it's hard to train with the swimming at the North Pole. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Tim, what else, how, how do you want to finish this off? Like I said, it's been so long since we've talked, but I've followed your career from afar. And you're probably, you know, I, I kind of badgered you to be on here. I'm like, dude, you're so humble. And I'm like, your story is awesome. People are going to want to hear about this. I mean, I'm just, you know, it brings back the memories of, of knowing you so long and how watching you like on Facebook and things like that, that all the great things you've done for like cancer research and, and different charities and just all the joy you bring all these kids. Where do you want to leave us, Tim? I mean, how, how do you want to finish this off today, man? How about this? How about if one of your listeners is willing to give some money, just think it could only be a dollar, but that dollar might be the one that leads to a cure. Right. I got you. 
So anyone who's listening to this podcast ever, teammcbeast.com. It's always going to be a live website. There's always going to tell you about what you can do. And, and Tim's going to do his best to help raise money for a variety of charities so everyone can do their part as well. So the Duke Carolina Challenge. So you're saying Duke's winning in terms of – No, Duke, Duke, Duke's too cheap. Huh. Those, well, those folks won't hit the hip. <laughs> so Carolina so- – I, I had a good – I had a good friend that would do this same kind of challenge for LOS, but his was a tattoo. Wow. And he was a state grad and he's got, he would say, I'll get a Wolfpack tattoo or a whichever school he was going against. And I think right now he's got four Wolfpack tattoos, one Carolina one. <laughs> one year Carolina came through. <laughs> so, uh, He's the reason I had to wear the state shirt in that race too, because he waited to see how much state needed to uh, donate before to pass Carolina right before the race, <laughs> and so he made a huge donation, and and Debbie had to find this wolf head in a Walmart, and I, I didn't actually run the whole race with it because I'd have probably kill myself running into trees, but. Um, <laughs> That's I awesome. did. He, he, he still sends me that picture every year of me with that state shirt on. <laughs> so are the boys Carolina fans as well? Or they, like maybe like does Bo like Duke and, and, and Nolan like nah, State? They, they both like Carolina. Uh, Nolan played baseball for Car- uh, for Campbell College. And uh, then Bo played for Stanley Community College and then went on to UNCC but didn't play baseball there. Right. But they both pulled for Carolina. Well, I know they, when, we, when I live there. They want to stay in the wheel. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, I know when, when I first moved there, I mean, I started liking Carolina. And we moved to Alabama. I'm Alabama fan, but I'm pulling from Carolina. You know, we, we like what the, what they're doing there. I mean, it's a great story. There's two kids from Concord alone, one on Duke, one on Carolina. It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm up here in Kentucky where basketball is big, but there's some really good basketball players in North Carolina. Well, I mean, people say, can I compare Kentucky basketball versus North Carolina basketball? I mean, there's two great athletes in the final four. They're from the same high school in Concord. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing stuff right there, you know? So, well, Tim, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, man. I mean, good luck on your, on your fundraising efforts. Good luck on your race next week. So next week, what time do you start running next week? Tell me about this. Let's let's go through preparation. Friday. Friday at 6 p.m. the race starts, okay. and then Sunday at 6 p.m. Okay, so you have 24 I've got, hours I've to got, run. I've, yeah, 48 hours. 48 Friday hours to Sunday. Yeah. Okay. I've got five portable hand chargers to keep my phone, my headlamp, and my my uh, GPS watch charged the whole time. Wow. And where's this race taking place? Marietta Slater, South Carolina. Wow. I've never so, heard of it. Never been there. Oh, so I mean, have you scoped out the, the the terrain? Like, is it like an urban setting, rural setting? What's the terrain like here? It, it's supposedly a farm. Uh, it's. I was told there's only 50 feet of elevation climb per loop, and each loop's a little over three miles long. Right. So hopefully they didn't lie. Huh. So you're going into this race, not blind, but you're like, all right, I'm going to run as much as I can. So how much do you sleep beforehand on this race? So it starts Friday at six. Like, do you catch a quick nap beforehand or you use normal sleep cycle? Like, what what do you do to prepare, like, rest-wise? Nothing. I mean, I can't get to bed 
old. I have to get up there to the bathroom too many times. Right. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So, uh, so I, I'll, uh, I'll do more resting afterwards. You know, I'll be wiped out for a while. Right. The uh, the fun part will be my mile on that Monday. Right. I was going to ask you, like, I try, how's that going to go? I got to keep the streak alive. Debbie think, Debbie's afraid this race will end the streak. Oh, my. Well, we'll I pray see. that it doesn't. I pray that it doesn't, Tim. I want to see you out there. Like, was would a, would a fast-paced walk count as a one mile? No. Not for the International Streak Association. I mean, it doesn't say there's a set time. Right. Um, I got a friend that got a streak of about six years now i think she had surgery for breast cancer and ran the day of her surgery before the surgery and the day after did a slow loop through the hospital halls pushing her iv stand wow and so i mean if i run 20 minutes as long as i'm trying to run i think it'll count I got you. Well, I, there's a guy that I used to work with at J.M. Robinson at Concord, Colonel Russ Olson. He's retired military. He has a, quite a lengthy running streak as well. And I know he had, he got some publicity when he was working at Robinson. So I, I can't remember what his streak's at, but another, you know, he's in his 70s, I'm going to say, and still runs. I think he still runs. Every, I don't, his streak's pretty long. I, I believe, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. You know Colonel Olson? Uh, you could probably, if he, if he has entered it, in the International Streak Association, you could actually look on there and find them. So do you have to log in every day how much you run? No, it's all honor system. Okay. They ask you to uh, let them know the day it ends. Right, I got you. Okay, and, okay. Uh, I got you. And there's a lot of people I've seen that for some, some came up, they missed the day, they were at 30 years, they they reported it and started streak number two the next day. Wow, that's amazing. So, I mean, most of that, I think most people are pretty honest. Right. So, like, how how many hours are you going to actually run during those forty eight hours? Are you going to run twenty four hours of those forty eight, or what, what's the plan? <laughs> I've been trying to map that part out. You know, this late minute game planning. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, probably try to do 10 miles rest for a little bit and 10 miles rest for a little bit and then eventually maybe take a two or three hour nap sometime during the night right and so i don't know if i it depends on how close i am to 100 right i got gotcha. you okay. know, if i if i because I, I i don't know if i'm ever going to get most 100 mile races you have to do it in 24 hours and I'm not that fast. Right. And occasionally you got some that's 30 and stuff like that. I have done 50 miles in about 12 and a half hours, but we, it was when I was much younger, right. about five years ago. I mean, I don't even like driving 50 miles sometimes, and you're, you're over here running 50 miles. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're driving we're driving to Northern or Cincinnati this weekend. So, you know, that, that's about 100, about 110 mile drive from where we're going. So I'll be cussing it the whole, I'll be thinking of you the whole way driving up there, Tim, I tell you what, but. Uh, well, I tell you what, go go to Montgomery's in Cincinnati. Yep. That restaurant. Yep. I I ate there at the finish of the marathon there. Thoroughly loved it. And then go get some Grater's ice cream. Oh yeah. And I can't remember the name of that donut shop I went to. 
but it had like a gazillion kinds of donuts. And uh, you can do all those and say, this is for 10. That's well, we like graders. We like skyline. We like, you know, the, we've been to the Montgomery Inn. Actually, I met Oscar Robertson one time at the Montgomery Inn and I shook uh, his hand. It's like I was shaking a hand full of bananas. You know, he was just such a great dude. But uh, Tim, thanks for joining my podcast. Hang on before we'll, we'll, we sign off here and we'll, we'll wrap everything up. But everyone, this is Tim McBride, McBeast. Uh, McBeast, give us, our, give us your website one more time, Tim. Team McBeast.com. Team McBeast.com. Check them out. Year-long fundraising. There's always something going on with Team McBeast. Be a supporter. Uh, Helping uh, Duke Carolina. Big matchup on Saturday. Go Tar Heels. And uh, are you going to do something? If the Tar Heels or Duke advance, one of them has to advance to the Final Four. So are you going to do a different kind of challenge for the championship game? Or what do you think here? No, I, I was thinking about putting something out there as a challenge. Uh, depends on who each of them's playing. Right. You know, so I'd figure out some kind of angle to go at. I got you. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to the Tar Heels. Again, everyone, Tim McBride, McBeast, Santa Claus is running to town. You've been listening to Shatzer Says. This is episode six of season three. Thanks, everyone. Remember, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>